a new week here on the Panther Pod. New chances. My hopes and dreams for this game are still relatively alive. Are they for the season? Not really. But you know what? It's okay. You, on the other hand, you have a very more optimistic outlook. Look, here's the thing. LSU is one and one. Mississippi State. Realistically, and hear me out, we're going to win this game. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, even against Bama and everyone. You are you all already know this. Um, no, we're we're beating Mississippi State. Y'all beating Townsend seems like the uphill battle this week, brother. Seems like a trap game, not going to lie. Um, Cole, you do realize that, like, you guys are the actual real test because for Mississippi State, like, Mississippi State's 2-0. and They played Memphis and Arizona and blew them both out. I mean, Memphis is good. Memphis is okay. They haven't been the same since Justin Fuente left. Fair enough. But... They're still decent. They're still good. Like yeah. they, they would. Excuse me. Oh goodness, they would for sure be. Bless you. Did you look? Yeah, like I thought I had to sneeze, and I just kind of lost it there. I should but, have said pineapple. Anyways, ooh. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing: if Memphis wasn't good, they wouldn't constantly be considered when conference realignment goes around. Yeah. Um, is that partly due because they're in the city of Memphis? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, that's a big market, especially, like, look at what is around Memphis. Like, you have all the subdivisions on the outskirts. That's <laughs> so many fans that they're bringing in. And honestly, I'm shocked that they're not a part of a, you know, big league. I would love to see Memphis in the SEC. SEC or Big 12. Well, I wish they would have done it when the SEC first joined. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because they're right there, and like they're just a couple hundred miles away from Ole Miss. Yeah. So I mean, they're just they're right there, regardless of the fact. Anyway, sorry. Regardless we, of the fact, we immediately went off the rails here. That's really yeah. Um, but just to clarify before we get in, I'm Owen's opponent. My name is Cole Connor, and this is a hopeful week here on the Panther Pod. Buddy, are you okay? No. Okay, for some teams, the hope is still alive for a good season. One of those being BYU and Oregon. Um, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Miami versus Texas A&M. Miami right now currently still has uh, hope alive for the season. Texas A&M, I mean, after last week, they're kind of in the same boat as West Virginia a little bit. By the way, did you see that video that's been going around of the Texas A&M's, like the shout-outs or whatever, the, whatever they have. No. This dude literally is destroy, destroying Appalachia. Like, every stereotype you could think of, he's throwing out onto the mic. He was like, you know, Appalachia's not even a state, so that's the dumbest thing ever that there's such things Appalachian state. And I was like, that's real funny because you lost to them. Gotta love it. I mean, look... If you are Miami, you are coming in this game with one mindset and one mindset only, and that's absolutely destroying Texas A&M. Oh, absolutely, and your confidence is really bowed up nice because of Texas A&M's loss to App State. Now, I will say this, though. 
there are a lot of things that Jimbo did and a lot of things that he said in his press conference this past week. And, you know, he really put the blame on himself for that play calling last week and that they, they, they did not play up to Aggie standard down there in College Station. Which, good for him for admitting that and exactly. taking the blame. And as somebody who, you know, when he when he is the head coach, that's his team. Like, play calling duties are his thing. Yeah. So, for him to admit, hey, I'm wrong and I'm willing to change – is a is a big thing like that's that's great and in this day and age i think that's necessary because we're seeing more and more of a coaching carousel of a coaching carousel partly due to the transfer portal but also too because like in this day and age as a head coach you have to play more kind of a ceo role rather than a a play calling role or a coordinator role You, you you know kind of almost gone are the days of like when dana holgerson was at west virginia he had tony gibson as his defensive coordinator but, excuse me, it was not until 2017, 2018 that Holgerson hired Jake Spavital as offensive coordinator. Up until then, it had been Holgerson calling all the plays. Well, so what I'm looking at for this, and kind of changing subject a little mm-hmm. bit, getting back into the game, um, Haynes King last week versus Zap State, 13 for 20, 97 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, mm-hmm. two sacks. His longest pass was 19 yards. You're not winning games like that. Absolutely not. And it's rumored that Max Johnson is taking reps with the ones now. It doesn't surprise that me. That him and Haynes King are taking reps with the ones. Which, I get it. With uh, with Haynes King, you you had a, this boat of confidence coming in. He played well against uh, Sam Houston State. But, again, that's an FCS opponent. That should be an easy win. Yeah. Pay him. Pay them, get in, get out, do your business. App State was supposed to be that easy win. Pay them, get in, get out, do your business, you know. But, you know, I would like to say, personally, I thought Max Johnson would win after his performance last year at LSU. I personally thought that he would win the starting job at Texas A&M. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, But he didn't. It was apparently to Jimbo. They have the best quarterback in the nation. Those numbers don't look like the best quarterback in the nation. Well, I mean, especially compared to Tyler Van Dyke, for Miami, like uh, last week, he went 20 for 29, 261, one touchdown, one interception. Week before, 13, 16, 193, um, two touchdowns. That's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, his, his longest – they don't have that many good games to go by <laughs> at, at this point it's with uh, BCU three. and USM. So we'll see if uh, Van Dyke can kind of turn around this week and um, actually post those kinds of numbers against a questionable Aggies defense. Questionable at best. You know, I don't think the Aggies defense is questionable. App State only beat them by a field goal. So, like, defense really put that game on their back, both for Appalachian State and Texas A&M. However, with App State, though, offense was – Rolling, they just oh, couldn't, yeah. they just couldn't get in the red zone. They couldn't score as many times as they wanted to. Um, but you know, for Miami, I think one of the downfalls is is they're they're still under new head coach. Yeah. Um, do I think Mar- Mario Cristobal is a good coach, good fit for Miami? Absolutely. But you're going to have those kind of growing pains of a you know, especially during year one. So I think really Miami's problem is how do they mesh? It's not, hey, do we have the skill here? Because you for sure have the skill, 
but it's how do we mesh as a team. And as the season goes on, you'll see that mesh begin to happen. Yeah, you'll see it organically. And Miami's one of the favorites to win the ACC this year. As they should be. As Exactly. Now, Clemson's the overall favorite, but Clemson's got some chinks in the armor this year, as they did last year. DJ did not look great in that Georgia Tech game. Nope. So, Miami, right now, Texas A&M is favored at five and a half. After last week's performance, I would not – be surprised if Miami pulls that out and they cover. Well, so what I'm looking at, Miami, 53.6, 46.4, which is what you'd expect with a a five-and-a-half spread. It's Mm going to be a close game no matter what. Uh, Over under 44-and-a-half, I think that's a little low. You think that's a little low? Yeah, because, I mean, both of your teams – okay, so let's let's look at it this way. That's – what, three touchdowns and a field goal for each? Mm, like yeah, minimum? Yeah. yeah, three touchdowns and a field goal minimum. Yeah, no. Or a, sa- or a safety thrown in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they're covering the over-under. Okay. Um, so you're going to hit the over on that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I, th- I think they're covering the over. Um, plain and simple, I've got Texas A&M. I think uh, Jimbo is coaching this team to respond to the embarrassment that happened last weekend. Oh, for sure. He for sure is coaching this. I think Texas A&M is going to come out looking for blood against Miami. And yeah. if Miami can't get clicking early, then I, I, I just I think Texas A&M can really pull out this win. Uh, taking a look at some, Texas A&M, over their two games so far against – Houston, Sam Houston State and App State, they've only they've scored about an average of 22.5 points. Miami has scored 50. Which, granted, Miami did not play. <laughs> they played Bethune, and who else did they play? Uh, USM. USM. Which, App State and SHSU aren't big names either. App State is. Sam Houston is in the FCS world. Yeah, they won a championship back in 2015. But they got blank 31 to nothing. Yeah, so like, come on. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I'm going Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo's out for blood. I think Jimbo's out for blood, but I think it's going to be a close game, and, I, and I'm going to take Miami in this one. Okay, I would love to go Jimbo, the West Virginia boy, but I I just think from what I'm seeing right now, I think Miami could win this. I would not be surprised if, if Texas A&M. Oh, wins I it. could see it go either way. But I'm just I'm I'm picking Texas A&M because of the comeback. Well, and I think like Miami run, runs the ball a lot better than Texas A&M does. Oh, for sure. Two thirty-nine and a half to ninety-six and a half. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I think it's Devin Akane somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, Devin Akane. Their leading rusher only has a hundred and eight yards into the second game of the season. That's bad. Yeah. That's rough, especially considering the teams you just played. Yeah. You know? Like 28 attempts for 108, that's that's pitiful. Yeah. and But yards allowed, their defense is both allowed over 200 yards. Texas A&M has allowed 256.5. Uh, Miami's allowed 286.5. Which is why I'm saying I think they're covering the over in this game for sure. It's going to be more of an offensive firepower, I think, than yeah. defensive. Now, I think it'll be Texas A&M's defense that – if they were to win, it's Texas A&M's defense that's going to hold it, up. I think it's Texas A&M's red zone defense. Mm. 
if like I think Miami can score or go down the field, march down the field as much as they want to. I don't think Texas A&M's red zone defense is going to let them into the end zone. I think they're going to have to settle for field goals, and I think that's what's going to kill them. But anyway. Um, so you got Texas A&M. I'm going to go with the U currently okay. ESPN. <laughs> okay. Currently All right. US- settle down. <laughs> <laughs> currently U- e- USPN. <laughs> Lord of mercy. ESPN has Miami with a 53.6% chance of winning. So, Yeah, and like I said, it's it's a toss-up. I'm going to go with ESPN. Okay, fair enough. Um, next up, BYU versus Oregon. BYU had a big win against the Bears last week. They go into Eugene to face the Ducks. Um, straight up, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I think BYU's got this. I think we both yes. I think I think we both agree that BYU is going to win the Pac-12 again this year. Yeah, one hundred percent unofficial Pac-12 champion. Oregon is favored fifty-four point three to forty-five point seven. Uh, spread is three and a half, and the over/under is fifty-eight. Um, tales of the tape: BYU has scored thirty-eight points per game. Oregon thirty-six and a half. BYU has allowed 20.5 points per game. Oregon's allowed 31.5. You gotta love great defensive games mm-hmm. like 36 um, Oh, and I'm gonna be honest with you both of these teams' defenses are atrocious. You know, I think BYU's is a little bit better. Oh, no, I agree, but both of these teams' defenses suck. <laughs> Like, Bo Nix has thrown 450, five touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, I think that's another another tale of this game as well, is that Bo Nix. Yeah. Is he going to be the inconsistent Bo Nix that we saw at Auburn and in Oregon, or is he going to be the consistent Bo Nix that we also saw at Auburn? Or, oh. At Auburn. At Auburn. Yeah. I tried to mix together Oregon and Auburn right there. That was not uh, a – It is what it is. Um. um Jaron Hall, 522, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, last game, he went 23 for 39 against Baylor. Remember that. 23 39, 261, and one touchdown. He's also two sacks. He's also out with two of his top receivers as well that left BYU uh, in graduation, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that has something to do with it as well is that you le- you lose two of your top receivers you know for a quarterback that's tough you you relied yeah. on those guys um taking a look at Oregon's last five uh, last four games actually let's do last five last five games they beat Oregon State 38 to 29 they lost to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game 38 to 10 they lost Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl 47 to 32 they got curb stomped by or uh, not Oregon, Georgia, forty nine to. I mean, it happens. Let me tell you, West Virginia gets stopped by West Virginia sometimes. I'm be real honest. Yeah. Um, Georgia stomps Oregon forty nine to three, and then they of course beat up on poor old Eastern Washington seventy to fourteen. Uh, BYU looking at their last five games. BYU's four and one. Or- Oregon was two and three. 
here's here's why I don't think Bo Nix is the answer for Oregon. Oregon has too many problems on that team for one player to be the answer. Um, I don't think Bo Nix, and as you pointed out, Bo Nix is way too inconsistent of a quarterback. We've seen that at Auburn. Mm -hmm. That's not something you can coach. You know, you're going to have good games. You're going to have bad games. Usually, you're going to have an average game. Bo Nix's average game is either, what, uh, 97 yards passing, three interceptions, and two touchdowns. Or it's 300 yards, four touchdowns, and zero turnovers. Yeah. Like, Bo Nix is, he's a beast when he's hot. More often than not, he's not hot. No. Um, um, I've got BYU winning this game. Um, I don't have them winning handedly. I think I'm going to go, I think they're definitely going to cover, cover the over. Um, I'm going to say 35-28. It's really funny. I was going to say 35-21 BYU. So I think I think they 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 beat Oregon by at least two touchdowns. See, I don't. I think it's going to be closer than that. I, I'm going to say two touchdowns, just because like BYU is only allowed 20 points per game. Oregon's allowed 31 and a half. So for that reason, I just think I just think oh, and overall, I just think BYU's the better team. I think BYU can cover, but I also think that they, for sure it's going to be 35, uh, 35-21. 35-21. So, yeah, BYU unofficial Pac-12 championship. Uh, they're going to repeat. They're going to repeat. Absolutely going to repeat. Um, I will be very impressed, and I will be very impressed if they go undefeated. But I'll also be, I say upset, but I'm going to be very disappointed if they're not selected for the college football playoff. Yeah, they be- should. Because if they don't go, if they go undefeated, they for sure should go to the playoffs. And that's what I like about the 12-team playoff. Um, teams like BYU are going to be in the playoff. Or like last year's BYU team, who definitely should have been in the playoff, will be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And you could see more Cincinnati's. And yeah. look at this. Now we may see like three or four Sunbelt teams get in. <laughs> yeah, Sunbelt is taking over. Um, sun, SBC, SBC, SBC. Sunbelt, Sunbelt. SBC, It's not, stop. SBC, SBC. You're missing a letter there. SBC, what? There should be an E, and you should take out the B. Oh, my gosh. Homer over here. Best conference in the college football. If they were the best conference in football, Texas A&M would have smoked App State. Hey, bud. Hey, bud, how many championships have the Big 12 won? Hey, hey, how many championships has the SEC won that weren't named Alabama? Georgia. And LSU. All right, tell me which other ones. (coughs) Moving on. Post-2000. Oh, no, God, no. Yeah, don't, don't don't claim SEC is the best conference when the past 20 years, let's see, four were won by teams not named Alabama. The rest are won by Alabama. And uh, one of those four, three three of them were not won with Nick Saban at the helm. Three. Don't claim to be the best conference when only one 
of your t- one of your teams wins the championship every year. You are not the best conference if one team wins it every year. Just like the Big Ten is not that good. I mean, they do have good teams. Now, I think part of the reason is because the Big Ten East has is stacked. It's stacked. Yeah. Same way with I I would say kind of with the SEC West a little yeah. bit as well. Oh, for sure. Um. But Big Ten East, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State are all in the same yep. conference. But who's won all the championships out of the Big Ten? Texas Tech at NC State. <laughs> 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 Moving right on. Um, I hear you. I, I truly do. But SEC is the best conference. It is not. Don't even give it to me. Don't even give it. I'm not even going to say the Big 12 is the best conference. Because oh God, no! You'd be lying. They uh, <laughs> they have a t- I will say they have a tougher schedule because they have to because pl- everyone plays everyone. So like this year, there's a very good chance that the Big Twelve Championship could have two losses, kind of like they had, kind of like they did last year. That's just your justification for West Virginia to get to the Big Twelve Championship. It's not even my justification for West Virginia to get. Big 12 championship. I'm just, that's my justification for saying the Big 12 is being slept on. Um, ACC is turning into a little bit of a better conference because Clemson's not on top. Yeah. It's um, more competitive. Yeah. And Pac 12, nah, I mean, it is what it is, Pac 12. Anyways, like you said, Texas Tech and NC State. <laughs> Both teams are 2 0. Um, NC State is ranked 16th in the nation and is favored 67.6 to 32.4. The spread is 10, and the over-under is 54. I think they they hit the over, but I think they hit I, – I, well, no, I think they hit right at 54. I think they hit right at 54. So, looking at the stats, neither of these teams run the ball. No. Like, Texas Tech, their leading rusher has 130 yards and four touchdowns. It looks, like, just, Mike, it looks like Mike Leach is back down there in Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, both quarterbacks. So, Texas Tech, 571, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh-huh. NC State. 449 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Devin Leary. Yeah. Um, This is going to be a hard one to pick, I feel like. I think NC State is definitely better than Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, But with those kind of offensive numbers, and also NC State's defense is better. Mm Mm-hmm. They've only allowed 11.5 points, or uh, points allowed per game, 11.5, points per game, 38. Texas Tech, points per game, 48, points allowed per game, 20. One of those was against Houston. 33-30, double overtime. This is NC State's proving ground. This is their first proving ground, I should say, Mm. um, if they want to maintain that number 16 ranking. Because um, let's let's be real. If NC State loses to Texas Tech, they're not going to be ranked for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I don't – I think they'll still be ranked losing to an undefeated Texas Tech team. 
I think they'll be ranked because an unranked undefeated Texas Tech. Okay, team? well, Texas A and M is also still ranked, and they lost to an unranked App State team. Mm. So, yeah. Moral of the story: Neither of these teams like to run the ball. No, both of these teams like to throw it. It's in Raleigh. I'm going Wolfpack. You know, ESPN doesn't seem to be thinking it's as close of a game as what we think because they say NC State's going to win. Six, 67.6% is the chance of NC State winning. Yeah, with a 10 spread, like that, that's not a close game. That's a touchdown and a field goal. That's yeah, a two-possession game. That's a two-possession game. Um, I, just, I, I think NC State is a little bit of a better team. Texas Tech, this is only week three. They're still under head coach Joey McGuire. Uh, I think NC State does pull it out. I think it's going to be a close game. I think they do hit the spread. I think they do hit the spread. I think mm, I think they hit the spread. I don't I don't think they cover. You don't think they cover? Mm-mm. What do you think it is then? I think it's seven. Seven? Yeah. I mean, that's close enough. Yeah, well. I, th- I think they kick one. I think the way it'll go is they're kind of neck and neck the whole game. NC State's going to edge out late with a touchdown. Texas Tech will get the ball back. They don't get a touchdown. And then right there, I'd say around like the four-minute, four- to three-minute mark. Can't, uh, in, I almost said, oh, gosh. Ooh. Oh, buddy, no, you almost said Kansas. Because that's what happened to you. Shut up. Anyway. Shut up. Yeah, you think uh, NC State is going to kick a field goal? Field goal with like four or five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in that range, Texas to Tech is going to secure a victory. Yeah, Texas Tech is going to try to mount a comeback. Can't get it done. NC State's defense going to kind of hold them out. Um, so yeah, um, I am excited for this game. ESPN two seven o'clock. Like I said, it's in Raleigh. Um, it should be a good game. It, it should, should be. It, a, should, it should be a very offensive game. It should be a, these. The, these kind of games are like are what makes college football college football. Is these are two teams who are not in the same conference, but it's just a random non conference opponent, and it's just, it's just going to be a good game. Yeah. So I'm here like for like Marshall it. and Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. <coughs> <laughs> uh, to all you Notre Dame fans out there. <laughs> all right. Speaking of another North Carolina team. Liberty at Wake Forest, Cole. I love Liberty just because they're local. Wake Forest is winning this one hands down. It's at Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons are going to destroy the Flames. Um, that's before me looking at the spread. That's before me looking to see who's favored. That's before anything that I would normally do as far as my homework goes. Wake Forest is killing Liberty. You know, I would feel better about saying Liberty could win this game if Malik Willis was still on the team. Yeah. Um, Charlie Brewer was suspected was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and he was for a little bit. And then they got in that shootout with Southern Miss, and Charlie Brewer is no longer starting quarterback for Liberty. It is Caden Salter. Um, 
She hasn't looked bad. I mean, 350 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. But Sam Hartman also had 300 yards and four touchdowns, 18 yeah. for 27. That's one game. Yeah. No, Wake Forest is better than Liberty. And I'm, I'm not holding that. Like, I, I don't expect Liberty to win this game. If they do, good for them. Wake Forest is favored 77.2 to 22.8, and the spread is 16.5. Yeah, no, Wake Forest is winning this game. Screw it, I'm taking Liberty. Okay. (laughs) Agree to disagree. I mean, that's fine. Here's the thing. I just think think Wake Forest – I don't know. I just think, again, I just think Liberty – Wake Forest is going to overestimate Liberty. Or uh, underestimate Liberty. I think they're just going to underestimate Liberty. And Liberty's going to walk in. They know who they're going up against. They're going up to against ACC runner-up. But how many teams in the ACC could Liberty beat? They could beat Duke. They could beat Georgia Tech. Boston College, Syracuse. UVA, when if UVA's struggling, you know. And maybe even Virginia Tech this year because, you know, Virginia Tech lost ODU. So, one game that I will bring to your attention – uh, Liberty's home opener, or uh, no, excuse me, Liberty's season opener against Southern Mississippi, mm-hmm. four overtimes. Yes. 29-27. UAB, 21-14. Liberty won that one. Yeah. Liberty Liberty is 2-0, and and Wake Liberty, Forest Liberty, is 2-0. Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> Keep on. Um, Wake Forest curb stop and bandy. It's Which Vanderbilt. They also curb stomp VMI. It's VMI. I get it, but... It's VMI. I think Wake Forest curb stomps Liberty. I don't think they curb stomp Liberty. If they're going to beat Liberty, they're going to beat them by a two-possession game. It's going to be another touchdown field goal. So you don't think they cover? No, I think they can cover. I think they can cover. Um, I think it's going to be more... Of if if Wake Forest wins, it's it's they're not going to cover. It's going to be a fourteen point game. Um, even though I could see, even though I just said, I think Wake Forest, if they pull it out, it'll be a ten point game. If they really take care of business, I think it's a fourteen point game, and they win by two touchdowns. I think Wake Forest wins by three or more. No, abs- No, 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 no. I think they definitely cover. No, I'll I'll tell you this though. If Liberty does win this, Hugh Freeze is being looked at by a lot of different schools mm-hmm. for head coaching positions. He already is. He he already is, yes. Uh, but, no, I, I think Liberty can pull this out. I think Liberty can win this. I think they can. I don't think they will. I think they I think they. Mm, I yeah, think they will. Exactly. No, I think they will. I I think Liberty will, and I'll and I will for sure. I'll be more than happy to eat my words on that one. Okay. But I think Liberty. I hope will you're win. hungry. I'm always hungry. I know. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Moving on. Do, oh. Are you taking the over or the under? It's sixty three and a half. Under. Under. Yeah. I'm definitely taking the under. Um, but here's the thing though. Wake Forest, their last five games, they beat Boston College forty-one to ten. They lost to Pitt in the championship game forty-five to twenty-one. They beat Rutgers thirty-eight to ten. Beat VMI forty-four to ten. Beat Vandy forty-five to twenty-five. 
the toughest game you got in there was Pitt, who was the ACC champ. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think Liberty is on the same level as Vandy. And that's not even from an SEC fan's perspective. Liberty could so beat Vandy. Liberty could so beat Vandy. No. Yes, for sure they could beat Vandy. No. Vandy has no life in them. Yeah, and even then, I think Vandy beats absolutely Liberty in not. a close game. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No way. No way. They both they both average about four hundred yard uh, over four hundred yards of offense. Wake Forest four seventy eight. Liberty four eighteen. Um, Liberty runs the ball much more effectively than Wake Forest does. They average about two hundred. Uh, Oh, they've had about 216 yards rushing. I think that Liberty can win this game. Yeah, there it is again. Can. I I think Wake Forest will sweep Liberty under the rug. I think Liberty will beat Wake Forest in a close game. Okay. Agree to disagree. And they do not cover the spread because if Liberty's winning, they're not covering the spread. No, God, no. It's a last-second field goal. If they do, though, I Mm. want my money. (laughs) (laughs) I want my money. We'll talk after the podcast is over. Okay. (laughs) Um, Moving on. A familiar foe. ODU versus Virginia. Mm. The tale of... Really, the same state, the same area of the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Old Dominion and UVA. <laughs> I wish I could get excited about this game. I really wish I could. Are you um, not excited about this game? I I think that it's going to be a good game. I don't think anyone is picking ODU to win. And nobody I picked th- ODU to beat Virginia Tech either. Yeah. Um. I think that UVA is favored, 74.9. Man, their quarterback goes off. Yeah, Brandon Armstrong, man. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing, though. Neither team has a good defense. ODU's secondary is doo-doo hot garbage. They well, weren't. It's true. They weren't against the Tech game. They though. weren't against Tech, but against ECU. Ooh. Um, I'm picking ODU. No. I'm picking ODU. No. I would like to see ODU run the table of the two top Virginia schools, but the spread's only eight and a half. It's only eight and a half, but I think Virginia. I think Brandon Armstrong goes off. He's not. He he is not Grant Wells. He, he for sure is going off. He he for sure is going off, and Virginia is going to bounce back from that loss against Illinois. They they will win this game. They will win this game for sure, hands down, no question about it. So UVA has played a very similar team to ODU, Richmond. Richmond's an FCS opponent. You see what I'm saying? That's fair. It's. Come on. Um, UVA won 34-17. I think ODU 
I don't think ODU blows him out of the water, turns it into a boat race, nothing like that. Um, I think it's a close game. It, I'm taking the same stance that you had with Liberty for ODU. If ODU pulls it out, they're not covering the spread, and ODU's defense is going to have to step up against Brandon Armstrong. Brennan. Brennan Brendan or Bren? Brennan. 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 Armstrong. Yes. Excuse me. Um, no, I think ODU's defense is going to have to step up against Brennan Armstrong, which Brennan Armstrong has been kind of inconsistent this year. 426, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, How many of those interceptions, though, came against Illinois last week? I think it was two of them, if I'm not mistaken. So, there you go. Yeah. I think he threw one interception for Richmond. They still lost to Illinois, though. It's not a good look. Not a great look. Not a good look at all. But, just like Virginia Tech, UVA is under first-year head coach. Yeah. Tony Elliott. Yeah. Um, I just think Virginia's the better team. I think Virginia's the better team. I'm not saying Virginia's not the better team. But I think ODU pulls off the upset win mm, with a last second field It'd be goal. amazing. Uh, week three would also would be just like week two, if if not better sometimes. Um, I, I think Virginia wins easily. I think they're just the better team. Virginia, the past three to four years, has been on the up and up. So, I think Virginia wins this one. Hands down, they win flat out. No. Yes. For sure. For sure. Uh, agree to disagree, and I will gladly eat my words. You know what? I'm going to chuck this at you if you don't agree with me. <laughs> That's fine. This wooden treasure box that I have, I'm just going <laughs> to... Do what you want to do. Um, I will. Ooh. I will. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm picking ODU. Again, same mindset as you with Liberty and Wake Forest. I think... Liberty's winning that game. Wake Forest is curb stomping Liberty Absolutely. and ODU is upsetting UVA. Absolutely not. Yes. I'm not saying Virginia's curb stomping Old Dominion, but they for sure, they for sure are beating them by at least two touchdowns and a field goal. Again, agree to disagree. What if um, I don't want to agree? What if I do want to disagree? Okay. Fine. Again, you can't tell disagree. Me, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Disagree, then. That's fine. That's your opinion. Well, your opinion's wrong. Okay. It very well might be. So could your opinion about Liberty and Wake Forest. No, it's not. Anyway. (laughs) Whatever. (sighs) Go with your Monarchs. All right. One, obviously we see how Monarchs are doing here recently. Ooh. Too soon, bud. Way too soon. Hashtag not my queen. Too soon. America. America. No, I'm joking. It's um, Our condolences. Our condolences, very much so. That was somebody's mother, absolutely. Um, moving on from Owen trying to get us canceled. Um, Auburn. This is America. If I get canceled for blasting the monarchy, that is not right. We took care of the monarchy in 1776, all right? Penn State and Auburn. <laughs> Both teams 2-0, 330 on CBS. Um, Penn State's favored, 61.7 to 38.3. The spread is three. This is the closest game we have looked at. Um, Penn State is ranked 22. P. 
Penn State has been throwing the ball a lot better than Auburn has, and Auburn has been running the ball a lot better than Penn State has. 323 yards passing for Penn State, 190 yards passing for Auburn. 247 yards per game for Auburn, 166 yards per game for Penn State in rushing. The hardest team that Penn State has beat this year so far was a close win over the Boilermakers. Auburn has not played anyone of note since they took Alabama to four overtimes last year. And Houston. But, I mean, it's Houston. Come on. Um, And they lost that game, 17-13. They for sure did. I'm going Penn State. You know, here's the thing with Auburn is Jordan-Hare Stadium has a weird air about it. Worse Auburn teams and better teams than Penn State have walked in there and lost to Auburn. It, it's just home field advantage is real at Auburn. And I – however, though, I don't think anything weird happens this year. I think Penn State pulls this one. I think just the, they're just the better team. Yeah. There's too much behind the scenes at Auburn going on that can affect this game. Booster club wise. I'm not saying locker room wise, but definitely booster club wise. For sure. So and just I mean, looking at this, like Auburn on average is scoring scoring out of their past two games. They're scoring 40.5 points per game. Auburn's only scoring 33. I said Penn State. Penn State is scoring 40.5 per game. Auburn is scoring 33. Um, As far as a boat race goes, I think Penn State blows them out. I don't think – I don't think – when I say blowout, I mean two-possession game, two touchdowns, 14. I, I don't think that it's a boat race. I do think Auburn can keep it close. Um, and if Auburn keeps it close, it's not through the air. It's by their ground game. Yeah, because T.J. Finley is not it at quarterback. No, no. One touchdown, three interceptions. Terrible. Yikes. Sean Clifford, five touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Pretty daggone good. Yeah. Um, but I could see Auburn winning. I, I could. I, I could you see You can a re- make the case for Auburn. I, you could for sure make the case for Auburn, but I'm not going to. I'm not going no. to. I think for sure – uh, Penn State wins this one. I think Auburn keeps it keeps it kind of close for a little bit, but Penn State, I think, is overall the better team, and Penn State goes on to be three and zero. Absolutely. Um, and it, but if like I said, if Auburn wins, it's because of their ground game. It's because of their ground game. Um, but yeah, like I said, Penn State wins this. The over under is forty eight. Over. Over. I hit the over, and I think Penn State does the majority of that that heavy lifting. Um, yeah, so those are D one games. Those are our games that we feel like should be good games to watch this week. Now, taking a look at D three, um, we're going to take a quick look at ODAC conference standings, and then we're going to look a little bit at Ferrum and their upcoming game against Lagrange. So, overall, right now, Cole, 
not looking too hot for Ferrum. If we're going by just non-con schedule, Ferrum is currently tied for last place with Hamden Sydney. Mm. Yep. Uh, Bridgewater leads. They're in a three-way tie at two and zero with Randolph Macon, Shenandoah. No surprise. Which they very well might not after tonight's game against NC Wesleyan. Mm. NC Wesleyan, another team that's been going around the ODAC that just mm-hmm. getting passed around, kind of like what Apprentice was last year. Yep. Um, Averett, Guilford, and Washington Lee all tied for second. Uh, Averett at one and one, Guilford at one and one, and Washington Lee at one and one. Uh, and then it's Farrah and Hamden and Sydney, of course. Um, it's kind of shaping out how we thought it would. Uh, Bridgewater back up top where they usually are. Yep. Randolph making no surprise. Washington Lee again dropped a non-conference game. We're going to see how they do once they get into conference schedule. Yeah, next week is going to be really telling because from here on out, it's all conference games. After after this weekend wraps up, literally the rest of the ODAC is playing against uh, playing against each other until Saturday, November twelfth. This is. The October slate for Washington Lee. Averett comes to Washington Lee. They go to at Guilford, come to Farum, and they get Hamden Sydney and Randolph Macon at home, which I think is a big plus if you're Washington Lee that you get Randolph Macon at home yeah. and and Hamden Sydney as well. Um, and then you go on the road to Bridgewater in November, starting off November, and then you round out the season with a home game against Shenandoah. We'll see. We'll see. Um I, you know, like I said, I think it's shaping up to be the same way. Um, it's familiar. I just wonder how Bridgewater's going to hold out, if they're going to be the team that we saw last year, or if they're they're his, they're going to be back to where they historically have been in the ODAC, uh, which is up to, I say historically, but within the past couple of years yeah. that they've been up the ODAC. So that's the ODAC. Now looking at Farrams, uh Farum's next opponent, LaGrange, which is a familiar face for Farum Panther fans. Uh, LaGrange is an old USA South opponent for Farum when they were in USA South with Averitt. Uh, they've been playing this game since 2013, all the way up until they left USA South in October of 2017. Currently, uh, LaGrange leads this matchup. Three to two. The longest winning streak was a two-game winning streak from 2016 to 2017. Who that was? That's a great question. I think that's Farum, if I'm not mistaken. Farum had the longest winning streak. Uh, Which doesn't surprise me. Um, Farum and LaGrange are both looking for their first win. Um, obviously, we've covered Musk and Gum. We've covered UVA-wise. Farum has not done well offensively. No. At all. LaGrange also has not done well offensively. They've only scored 10. And Farum has only scored 12 out of their last two games. Yeah. Granted, again, like we said, one of those was UVA-wise a Division II opponent. Yeah. But they only scored three last week against Muskingum, who a team that we thought they should have beaten. Yeah. Um, pretty handedly, too. But I just 
I guess not. Farham owns the largest margin of victory in this matchup, 44 to 20. Uh, and then the, the smallest margin of victory was actually the last time they met, 34 to 20. So it's going to be interesting to see. They, between these two teams, they average about 26 points. Uh, their first matchup, Farham took the L, three, 10 to 3. Mm. 10 to 3. Very defensive game, that game. And that was the first time that they met was in 2013. Um, it seems to be that the away team has this game on ice. Or it has this game. Locked down. Locked down. Farum's the away team. <laughs> Farum is the away team. Uh, we are traveling to LaGrange, Georgia. Um, that was North Carolina. No, LaGrange, Georgia. Oh, wow. Callaway Stadium. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, also won the last game. Look, let's be real. Farum needs to win this game. They for sure do. Um, we need to get a spark out of the offense. And our defense needs to at least show up on the field which is hard to do if your offense is constantly going three and out um, because you're just so tired. Yeah. If you, if you cannot do anything offensively, your defense is only going to do so much yes. because they're, they're, they're going to get tired. Yeah. You, have to learn, you have to wind the clock down, even if you can't score anything. You know, Now, that's, that's when it's really tough is when you can't score anything and then your defense has to come right back out. But it's also tough on offense is if you, you're out there for 13, 15, 20, 30 minutes and you can't, you can't get the ball out there. I say 20, 30 minutes. But you're out there for, for five minutes, ten minutes, and you can't, you're not getting the ball. You're not moving the ball anywhere. Yeah, you're just staying. It's hard, but you've gained some valuable rest time for your defense to where they could maybe get a quick three and out for – uh, against against the off against the opposing offense, and Farum can come back out and try and score. But you've got to do more than just score three points. Yeah, you can't. You, you've got to. I mean, you've got to do more than just kick field goals. Yeah, you, I mean, field goals win games, but that's only after you scored a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I'm with his. You know, with historically speaking, the away team usually has this. I'm going to go with the away team, which is Farham. I oh, yeah. think I think they should be able to turn the corner against Lagrange. Um, you've got you've got to run the ball. You've got to pass. Passing doesn't look like it's as much of an issue. Running the ball is where you've really got to step up, and it looks to be more of a fight in the trenches than anything. Yeah, else. Yeah, I was about to say the O line looks rough. Yeah, so and it's because our boy Ethan Berger isn't on the O line anymore. Come on, Burger! You letting us down. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Um, but no, you, you've got, you've really got to hammer down. I mean, score to. I, I would say you score a touchdown, your chances of winning go way up more than they would if you score a field goal the entire game. If you score a touchdown, oh, that's they, just simple math. It's simple math, yeah. But if you, what I'm saying is, if you score a touchdown and then kick field goals maybe for the rest of the game, then I would say you have a, you have a pretty good, a greater chance of winning. Yeah. Than. Kicking one, you know, obviously, then kicking one field goal or just continuously kicking field goals because you have that extra seven in your back pocket. 
offensive production needs to go up for Farum, and Farum's defense needs to get off the field. Uh, plain and simple. I and mean, I'm still going Farum. Absolutely. And that's the bottom line because yeah. the Panther Pod said so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. What? Yeah, exactly. What? Do you want me to pick LaGrange? What? Or do you want me to pick Farum? What? I'm going Farum. What? And I think that's the bottom line. What? Because the Panther Pod said so. Woo! <laughs> no, no, no. Wrong one. Wrong oh, one. Oh, oh. Yeah, he didn't do that. Oh, I know he didn't. He did. Well, yeah, we obviously we can't do that on the pantomime. NSFW, NSFW, <sighs> family friendly. I love Farum football. Farum football is going to be the death of me this season if we can't get our offense <laughs> on the field and scoring touchdowns. Between that and LSU, man. Look, all right. LSU's kind of a bright spot. LSU, Jade. No, 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 no. LSU is not a bright spot. Jaden Daniels is a bright spot. He's the second coming of Vince Young. Vince Young didn't even play for for. No, I'm LSU. saying as a pure athlete, he is the second coming of Vince Young. He's a monster. No, that second coming of Vince Young was Pat White. Okay, whatever. Or actually, did they play at the same time? I think they played at the same time, didn't they? Vince Young. It would have been uh, Vince Young's last season was in 05? Okay, so yeah, Pat White was the second coming of Vince Young. Yeah. Or Vince Young was just a precursor to what Pat White was. Same as Michael Vick. Michael Vick, I mean, Pat yeah, White. A freak. <laughs> I was um, going to say Pat White could beat Michael Vick, but you know what? <laughs> wow. Um, LSU plays Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're going with Farham as well? Yes. Give me a score. Mm, 35-14. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is a low-scoring game, 13-10. to Farron wins. <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no. I would be surprised if they score the, more than 15 points this game. 35-14. I'm staying by it. 13-10. Farron gets the win. Roll my eyes. I will roll my eyes. You can't hear your eyes roll. Um... <laughs> LSU, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. LSU's one and one, should be two and zero, oh, but that's neither here nor there. LSU. All you gotta do is kick the field goal. <clears throat> anyway, LSU is favored. How hard is that? <laughs> Tell that to West Virginia. Um, they made all their extra points. LSU is favored to win 56.6 to 43.4. The spread is two and a half, and the over-under is 53.5. Obviously, we saw what happened against Florida State. We curb stomp Southern the next week, as expected, 65-17. Mississippi State has played Memphis, and won 49-23, and played Arizona, and won 39-17. Neither one of those teams are the LSU Tigers. One of, them, one of them is the Memphis Tigers, though. But they're not from Louisiana. Their colors aren't purple and gold. They're not in the SEC. 
Their coach isn't Brian Kelly. Go Tigers. Um, points per game, averaging the exact same, 44. Points allowed per game, 20. Total yards, Mississippi State, 48, uh, 486. LSU, 449. A majority on both teams through the air. LSU's run defense needs to step up. Had a good showing against Southern. Was poor against FSU. Jaden Daniels, you're fine. You're, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing, big dog. 346, five touchdowns. What scares me is one man. By the name of Will Rogers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm looking at the same thing. 763 yards and nine touchdowns through two weeks. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to the air raid, baby. Mike Leach. Um, obviously, I'm not picking against LSU. Here's why I think LSU is going to win this game. LSU's secondary is better than Mississippi State's secondary. I think this is going to be an absolute Big 12-style game. No defense, all offense. And when the defense shows up, it's going to be at a crucial moment Kind of like what happened at the end of the West Virginia and Kansas game. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> if y'all hear a loud clatter, then Owen threw the box at me. Um, am I laughing? Does it look like I'm laughing? Oh, you are, and I am. Um, I think LSU... <laughs> Do what you're going to do. Um, I think LSU wins this game. I absolutely think LSU wins this game. I think it's in Death Valley. It's going to be a sold-out game. This is really our this is our first conference opponent. Um, LSU wins this game hands down. I can't make that prediction because, you know, obviously I'm going to pick LSU over everybody. In the words of The Rock. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> Man, you're chock full of them. You got your NWO shirt on. We didn't even make a comment about it. Too sweet, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. Hollywood Hulk Hogan is here, and he's going to wreck y'all. So you're going Mississippi State? Here's the thing. I think that Brian Kelly is a good coach. Uh-huh. I think Brian Kelly has done a you know, phenomenal job at Cincinnati. He did a good job at Notre Dame, obviously, when he's coached in Notre Dame history. Yeah. 
Something that you didn't that you failed to point out is Jalen Daniels is also your top rusher with 19 carries, 132 yards, <laughs> and a touchdown. Yeah, we didn't. We're fine. You, fa- you failed to mention that. I said he's a freak. Getting freaky. Um, I wish someone other than our quarterback would be our leading rusher, but that's neither here nor there. He's got more touchdowns than Mississippi State's leading rusher does. I'm going to go with the spread. I think Mississippi State. You made so many West Virginia. That stuck, too. That stuck. You threw a Velcro strap at me and it stuck on the back of my hat. Good. Mississippi State. I will be rooting for LSU this game. Mississippi State, I think is going to blow you up with that air raid. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mississippi State is going to blow you up with that air raid. Hey, guess what, Owen? I'm picking Townsend. (laughs) That's rude. At least we've won a game. That's that's biased, all right? That's biased. (laughs) That's a little political. All right, we're getting a little political in here. I'm just going with the facts. And the fact is, I think Mississippi State pulls us out in a shootout. And I want Oh, you, I oh want no. You, it's for sure going to be a shootout. It for sure is going to be a boat race shootout. But I want you to know, I already had my mind made up when I walked in here. And I'm leaning begrudgingly. I am leading, leaning Mississippi State. What do you think the score is? Um, it, it fifty-six to forty-nine. Oh no! Yeah, no, no, for sure. Or uh, I'm sorry, fifty-nine to forty, fifty-five to forty-nine, because that would be a touchdown. Um, I think it's it's fifty-five forty-nine. Um, no defense whatsoever. Mm-mm. Complete it, boat it's race. It's not going to be complete boat race. Um, Look, if anyone's watching a game for defense, this is not the game to watch. No. Lord, no. No. But I do think our secondary is better than Mississippi State. Granted, haven't came up against a quarterback like Will Rogers. We'll see. Yeah. Quick question. We forgot to cover this. Um, oh, Before we get into West Virginia, Oklahoma and Nebraska plays. Just quick, real quick, Oklahoma, Nebraska, who do you think wins? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. They play in Lincoln. I've seen crazier things happen. I would love to see Nebraska win it, but, I mean, after no, all this no. turnover, God, no. I think it's Oklahoma. I think it's Oklahoma yeah, that no. wins it. Just quick, we forgot to touch on that. I wanted to touch on that. There we go. Anyways, back to LSU. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's going to be an absolute QB showdown between Will Rogers and Jaden Daniels, and I think if anyone – watches this game looking for an offensive game, this is probably going to be the offensive game of the week. Um, it's on Saturday. It's in Death Valley, 6 p.m. <clears throat> like I said, LSU is favored by two and a half. LSU is not favored by two and a half. Mississippi State is favored by two and a half. Hmm. LSU is favored by two and a half. Mississippi State is favored by two and a half. Oh, excuse me. I'm reading that wrong. Um, but hey, guess what? 
What? It doesn't matter if Mississippi State or LSU is favored because LSU is winning the game. I apologize for all of you who are listening through earbuds right now. Yeah. You probably uh, can't even hear this message. No, you're for sure deaf. Um, yeah, LSU's winning this game. Please send the medical bills to... <laughs> <laughs> Cole, please read your debit card number out loud to the audience. <laughs> sure, it's... Uh, no. Read those three little numbers on the back. <laughs> West Virginia, go. West Virginia plays Townsend this week. <laughs> After no, I'm gonna stop you. After you picked Mississippi State to win over my LSU Tigers, convince me why should I cheer for WVU this weekend? I didn't say I wasn't cheering for LSU. I didn't say I wasn't cheering for LSU. But in from what I see, I think Mississippi State wins the game. I didn't say I wasn't. Che- I vivid. I I for sure said I'm pulling for LSU in this game, but begrudgingly. You did say that. Exactly. Thank you. But let me convince you why I think West Virginia will win this game. Yes, did they have a disappointing loss to the past two weeks? Absolutely. Uh, did they have a, a even worse loss against the Kansas Jayhawks? Absolutely. Rock Chalk Jayhawks. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I... Now you didn't got me thrown off my groove, man. You threw off my groove. Um, no. Kansas, make no mistake about it, is still Kansas. Are they a better Kansas team than what we've seen before in past years? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, Leopold is doing something. Yes, for sure. Right. Not even Les Miles could do it. Yep. Yep. Your grandiose mm. coach, mm. Les Miles, went 111 with the Kansas Jayhawks. Mm. Couldn't even make a bowl game. Mm. Um. Anyways, it's not looked great for West Virginia. Um, West Virginia is predicted to win this game. They have a 95.7% chance to win this game. They don't even give a spread for this game. It's just like Southern. If you can find the spread, that'd be great. Um, JT Daniels, look. Bright spot, 579 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. One of those interceptions one of those interceptions is not his fault. And you could make the argument that the other one wasn't his fault either, but he threw the pass. The DB was sitting back waiting for that one. Um, Bryce Ford Wheaton, also, also a very, very big bright spot on the West Virginia offense. 20 receptions for 249 yards, four touchdowns. Second coming of Tavon Austin? Um, no, he doesn't have the speed of Tavon. But uh, for sure could be a Blitnikoff winner this year. If he keeps it up, I would think. Oh, I yeah, would if he say, stays on the pace, for sure. Um, Townsend's quarterback, 352 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. Mo, uh, there's a lot of Division One FBS players on this Townsend team. However, it's still Townsend. And uh, – they went into, I think it's Bucknell, is the team that they played opening week. They went into overtime and won that one, 14 to 13. Um, they played Morgan State last week and barely beat them, 29 to 21. Uh, got crushed by JMU, 59 to 10. Got crushed by Elon, 37 14. Got crushed, uh, not crushed by Richmond, but won by like two by a two possession game, 28 to 17. 
Um, I think WU easily wins this game. I mean, uh, whether your defense is bad or not, that offense is going to light that Townsend defense up. Going to light them up. I mean, there's no other uh, – they, they literally give no stats for this game. This is under the radar. But watch, this is the game that West Virginia does win. Now, for Neil Brown's sake, he better win this game because I don't think – if he does not win this game, he does not walk off Mountaineer Field as the head football coach of West Virginia. He I should. agree with that. He shouldn't anyways. I agree with that. But that's a lot of money. That's a that's, lot of money for a buyout. Yeah, for a buyout. Um, I think W runs the, the football the way they've been doing it. Uh, I expect the defense to show up and show out. There's no reason for me to believe not to. There was no reason for me to believe not to with the Kansas game. But as that game went on, it was obvious that that defense was not prepared. Um it's it's ridiculous that we didn't have a defense last year. Uh, last ri- ridiculous that we didn't have a defense last game. I I am expecting West Virginia to win this game. However, I just I'm I'm I just am I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that they're going to be they lost to Pitt, lost to Kansas. Neil Neil Brown should have beat Kansas handedly last week and didn't lost to Kansas in two possessions in overtime. I don't care if Kansas is a better team or not. <laughs> you are you should be a far better team than Kansas. You just got flat out out coached. And that was off the field. You got out coached during the week on that. And there is no excuse. Yes, Lance Leopold is a fun, is a I say phenomenal, is a good coach. There is no reason, absolutely zero reason that you should have lost to Kansas. Whether they're better or not, you have JT Daniels taking snaps under center. You have C.J. Donaldson right there lined up in the backfield with him. You have Bryce Ford-Wheaton as one of your receivers. Caden Prather, who also showed up and showed out. We watched that game last week. Caden, It was a tip ball. Caden Prather came up, made that catch, made five yards into what, 25, 35 yards after run after catch? West Virginia should be the better team. West Virginia should be Townsend. Um... I, 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 I see West Virginia win this game. I, I do. I think this is a good team to kind of get refocused. I think part of the issue for West Virginia is that they play on the 11 Power 5 conferences. So these chinks in the armor that we could have seen with group of five teams, with lesser group of five teams, and with FCS teams would have been fixed by this point. But here we are. I think um, – I think it's just tough schedule. That's why West Virginia is 0 2 as well. But I also think it's coaching. I've made, you know, I've not been shy about it. <laughs> West, you know, Neil Brown did you not has, definitely haven't. Yeah, Neil Brown has not done what there is. There is it is absolutely uncalled for. As good as your offense is, there's no way Neil Brown isn't 2 and 0 right now. No, should not. He should be 2 and 0. He should be, but he got plain out flat out coached. Yeah, should have gone for it on fourth down. Run the clock out because that's what you like to do. Because again, how many time how many timeouts did we call watching that Kansas game within the last two minutes? Let the clock run out. Poor clock management and poor preparation by the coaches is what has hindered West Virginia. What's what's irritated us about this West Virginia team is the fact that we've lost time and again the same daggum way. This team better not have hardly any penalties. There should be no reason that you have penalties against Townsend. And if there is, then it should be 
just penalties that were by accident. There should be no holding, no offsides, no, definitely no targeting. I mean, this, I'm, I'm irritated. For that, I'm already getting mad thinking they've, they've lost against Townsend. But no, West Virginia, I think, easily beats Townsend. I think this is something to kind of get their spirits up, at, get a win call. It's ridiculous to me that it's already week three and West Virginia hasn't gotten a win. They haven't. This has not happened since 1979. Mind you, I've never seen West Virginia go into week three looking for its first win. So, it's Townsend. Townsend's a little bit lower of a team in FCS. Um, I think West Virginia wins this team. Or wins this Game. Wins this game, and then they go on the road to Blacksburg, and we'll cover that next week. Moral of the story, West Virginia's offense is too good not to lose this game. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I have to pick West Virginia. Thank you. I know. I'm Thank sorry. You. No, you're fine. Um, no, I mean, it, I would be stupid if I was just being petty and I picked Towson. Like, come on. Is and, what it is. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, no, Towson. They're two zero. West Virginia's zero two. West Virginia is out for blood right now. They should have been out for blood last week. Yeah. And honestly, I think they were. I think because looking at that game, West Virginia's offense posted forty two points, season high. Granted, it's week two. But, no, I I absolutely think West Virginia's offense is better than anything that Towson can throw at them. Now, what I will say, if Towson hampers your offense in any way, early game pick, early game fumble recovery, something like that, if Neil Brown can't get his players under control off of that, I could see this game spiraling. West Virginia is also twenty-seven and zero in turnovers. So when so his so opponents have turned when we turn the ball over, they've scored twenty-seven points. When when the opponent turns the ball over, West Virginia scored nothing off that turnover. Yeah, you can't capitalize off turnovers. Um, no, I've got West Virginia winning hands down. Um, I, I, like I said, I think your offense is too good, even with, and I'll, I'll say it, poor coaching. Yep. Um, here's my question for you. After losing to Pitt in Kansas, does Neil Brown still have a job at the end of this season? It depends on how he finishes out, I think. Um, and I think it, it genuinely depends on how, uh, how Kansas finishes out as well, but I mean, I just last time West Virginia and Townsend met, West Virginia stomped them. It was 2014, 54 to nothing. Um, but anyways, back to what you were saying. Does Neil Brown have a job after? Um, so here's here's what it is. West Virginia, if Neil Brown were to get fired before the end of the season, they have to pay him $16.5 million. Mm. Um, 
and that's for the remainder of his contract. Like West Virginia still owes him money for the remainder of his contract if he's fired before December thirty first uh, or January first of twenty twenty three. I think it's uh, December thirty first. De- December thirty first. If he's be fired, if he's fired before then, then they owe him so much money. If he's not, then that's that's different. You know, yeah. that's um, and if and here's the thing too is if Neil Brown gets fired uh, and we're still paying him that sixteen and a half million dollars and he gets picked up by another school, then the then we can stop paying. Say he gets picked yeah. up by like yeah. Troy again and he's getting paid a million dollars, then we only have to pay him fifteen million dollars for the remainder. Yeah, of you contract. just have to pay. Like you, you just have to basically buy out his contract. Yeah, but his his salary, his then new salary will cover whatever's owed because yeah. he's got another job now. Another loophole around that is make it so hard on him that he quits, and then he's off scot free, and or West Virginia's out scot free. Don't have to pay him a dime because he chose to leave on his own. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, I think. If, if Neil Brown for sure went, I want I want nothing more than them for me to eat crow at the end of this season and Neil Brown go ten and two. If he just wins out for the rest of the year, he for sure should come back, and they've turned a corner. Absolutely, absolutely. But do I see things going? I mean, I would even love to see him go nine and three. If he loses one more game and then runs the table again, that's fine. That's fine. That means there was much improvement. I don't know. I don't know. People are counting on us not to win a bowl. It's week three. It's to me. It's kind of early to do that. Yeah, I we mean, won't. But, we won't be able to make like final season predictions mm-hmm. until at least week four. But I'll, I'll say that I'll say this though is if he does go six and six, I I think six and six is as low as he or I think seven and five is as low as he can go. And even then, I still think he's on the hot seat. I still think he can get he can get fired for seven and five season. He for sure will get fired for a six and six season. He'll he'll get fired for a five and seven season, no, without a doubt. Um, I don't I don't know. I just it's 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 frustrating too because the past two years they've told you how good their team was. Daggy was supposed to be improved last year, and we saw what happened. Um, offense this year is great, phenomenal, best one we've seen under Neil Brown. He finally got the quarterback play. And then defense chokes against Canvas, Kansas. And you can also say the same thing about Pitt. Yeah. And, and defense didn't really choke against Pitt. Now, they did on that. When they punted, defense did choke because they just didn't, they didn't stop them. They made a 98-yard drive all the way down when they should have stopped them after they held them to two consecutive three and outs. So, you know, it is what it is. Um I'm worried. I really am. In the past four years, that in this these past four years that Neil Brown has been there, West Virginia has been has not even sniffed the top twenty-five, which is unheard of. A shame. Because when Holgerson was here, West Virginia at least once throughout the season was in the top twenty-five. Even even the year that that he went uh, five and seven or four and eight, West Virginia hit the top twenty-five because they were undefeated up until a certain point. So, I don't know. It's it's boring football to watch, and it's not West Virginia football. 
Yeah, you're rolling over and dying as soon as the fourth quarter happens. Yeah. Last time boring football was played was probably when when Signetti was there um, in 1979. Uh, maybe Bobby Bowden as well. Bobby didn't do great at West Virginia. Uh, and I'd say a little bit on Don Nealon too. You could even make the case for Rich Rod. Well, Rich Rod, not you, so, you can make the case. You can make the case before he was there, or before before Rasheed Marshall and before Pat White got there. But yeah. for the majority of it was Rich always Rod's, good to watch. Yeah, for the majority of Rich Rod's tenure, it was exciting football. I will say though, Rich Rod wasn't doing so hot when he was first hired. His first three seasons, he it very much looked like a Neil Brown. Uh, it looked like a Neil Brown season. Those first three and. People were unhappy. And then, of course, you get lightning in a bottle with Pat White, Steve Slayton, and Owen Schmidt and all those guys. And, but Is it, this your lightning in a bottle year? With JT, CJ, Bryce you, Ford Wheaton? You would hope so, but it's not looking that way. No. It's not looking that way. If defense can get their act together, maybe. And if we can play consistently. If, J, if, if West Virginia can get over 500 yards of offense – Throughout the rest of the season, each game in game in and game out, they're getting 500 yards of offense, and defense is playing as well as they did against Pitt, or even as well as they did last year. For sure, West Virginia, this is lightning in a bottle. But I'm yeah, I'm just frustrated. With that, it's still a hopeful weekend here on the Panther Pod. Uh, remember, Lagrange, uh, Farum at Lagrange this weekend, Saturday, September 17th. Shout out to my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, Sarah Ellis. It's going to be her 23rd birthday on uh, Saturday. Happy birthday, Sarah Ellis. Yes, happy birthday, darling. Um, so there, <laughs> there's that. Uh, excited for that. It's going to be a great Saturday for me, regardless. You know, I think West Virginia comes out with an easy win, and I get to celebrate the birthday, birthday with my girlfriend. So it's awesome. Uh, again, hopeful week. It's going to be kind of a cheerful week here on the Panther Pod, we hope. <laughs> we hope. We hope. Um, That's so all yeah. you can do. Yep. With that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And this has been a hopeful week here on the Panther Pod. <clears throat>